What's up, everyone? Me and Trevor did this podcast for a multitude of reasons. We get into those at the beginning. We also talk about some social justice things that are going on currently um, in the States. Then we also discuss the NBA, touch on Chadwick Boseman, um, and kind of just touch on what we see this podcast doing in the future. We hope you enjoy it. Um, Please drop comments, questions, concerns, anything if you think we suck or if you think we're great, that would be awesome. Look forward to on this journey with everyone and hope you enjoy it. And all right, we're live. So Trevor, what's going on, man? How's everything going? Everything's go- good, I hope. It's going well, Paul Polly D, you know, just chilling over here in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. How, nice. How, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I just got back. Uh, I was hanging out with uh, Mikey. Had a little uh, a cookout out in Pennsylvania, a little outdoor thing for his uh, older brother's birthday. Uh, played some cornhole, ate some good food, and just uh, you know celebrated another year in life for uh, Mikey's brother. So it was a good time. It's a good time. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's been a it's been a crazy time this weekend. Uh, just moving, um, but you know, I think. Our neighbors, uh, I, had a, I had an interesting encounter with our neighbors because they're from the Dominican Republic. So it's, uh, they were blasting a bunch of music late last night, late, late, late into the night. And so I think I had to put on my uh, um, patience hat at the time to talk to them. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe, I, I want to hear about that story. But before we dive in and kind of get into a bunch of topics and stuff, I just think it's good to uh, first, you know, say, you know, to everyone that's listening, you know, this is something that me and Trevor um, have wanted to kind of do for a while now. A couple of people have told us because we talk a lot that uh, you know, <laughs> we should have a podcast that we always we're very opinionated people. Um, but I also think uh, the good thing is we both do listen um, very well and we're not, you know, completely married um, to, to all of our ideas. Right. I think we're very open and, and, and are able to have honest and interesting conversations. And I, but, you know, kind of our, what I'll let you touch on now, I guess, is kind of, you know, where, you know, kind of your, how you grew up and everything else, just, just quickly, you know, we yeah. can always dive into that later. And then also kind of, you know, kind of what your, you know, goal and, and, and mission, I guess, for this, this podcast is going to be. And then I'll kind of go uh, on mine as well before we, you know, dive into other topics and such. Yeah. So I just want to say, I appreciate, you know, the five or 10 listeners that we have on the podcast. <laughs> um you know, and it's, it's, people have been telling us to do this, so I'm I'm very um, excited and happy about this new podcast that we're starting, Paul. And um, our whole goal is to to listen and to be real um, with real people. Um, Paul and I, we feel like we're just everyday average Joes, um, and the podcasts that are kind of out there are for celebrities, and we want to see. Um, a space for all people, um, and we want to hear all voices, as Paul mentioned. You know, we're open, and we just we're here to listen. Um, and so today, hopefully, you know, you'll hear a, a, a conversation, or me and me and Paul are gonna chop it up. But we want to hear other people's conversations and other people's viewpoints on things because um, we believe that's you know that's the way that we really get to uh, understand uh, one another. You know, it's this old saying goes: first, um, first listen to first first to be um, it's good to be first no sorry um that is an old saying you can't even remember it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is um no 
first look to understand and then to be understood. Sorry there. Um, oh, that's, I like that. It's nice. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, our me and Paul's goal is first to understand and then, you know, try to be understood by one another. And we want to have that message uh, be brought out through through the whole world or, or in our own little network as well. So I appreciate the listeners and I appreciate, um, you know, the next interviewer and the next people that we may have on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, and just to touch on that and kind of go a little bit off that, just like Trevor said, I mean, you know, everybody listens to, I mean, the majority of people know who Joe Rogan is and, and all the people and the interesting people he has on there. And we were talking the past couple of weeks and it's just like, there's a lot of interesting people in our networks, you know, Trevor's network alone, my network and our combination of networks that just we thought have really interesting stories and have come from different places and have different opinions and, you know, kind of try to be able to give them, you know, even a platform, like you said, even if it's five or 10 people just to listen and, and speak and vent and talk about what's going on in the world and, and, and just talk about kind of anything and everything and just leave an open forum and let those, those people do it. And I think, you know, like I said, me and Trevor, you know, the, the nice thing is, so I actually, you know, we both went to Campbell University. We both wrestled yep. at Campbell University. Um, Trevor came in my life when I was in high school, a junior in high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. He told, I told him when he first got there, I was like, I want to be a state champ, you know, that you know, I want to do it, you know, in the next two years. And, you know, his big thing was, you know, do it this year. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. And he, I think he kind of knew too, like, I'm probably going to be here one year. I'm trying to get a state champ. With <laughs> not, not, not two years, not two years, one yeah, year. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, and so Trevor has been a great mentor to me and I appreciate that. And I appreciate, you know, our conversations and I think a lot of the stuff that, you know, we're going to get into today and talk more about, um, we've had our own conversations kind of independently and, and, and off the record, I guess you could say, but I think, you know, we, we have different opinions on a lot of things, but I think we always sure. value each other's opinion and, and have those conversations and, and learn a lot, which I think is very interesting. So, yeah, and I, and I, I appreciate that, Paul. And I would just say, you know, we, we want to call this this podcast Impactful Conversations. Um, and I think for me and Paul's dialogue, which I think will be important, is we will actually, you know, the story that Paul just brought up actually put me on the trajectory of my life of where I am now. Um, and so, you know, and you'll hear a little bit about what I do and how things I've done and some people that know me, but it is from this uh, you know, awesome young man's life and that experience that we had um, and that impactful conversation that we had that put us actually back to, you know, that allowed for both of us to reach where we are today um, and impact, you know, the many people that I've touched and, and had to the pleasure to be a part of. So it is from that one incurrence as pause in junior year to really kick off you know, where I am in my life today. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool to, for other people to kind of hear how from one moment um, allowed me to get to where I am today. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so you mentioned, you know, you're in Boston now, you've been in Boston since basically since you graduated almost right. When yes. You left Campbell. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and so kind of, I guess, you know, just, just for the background, you know, it could be a quick little thing and then we'll kind of hop into some stuff, but yeah. you know, what, what made you go to Campbell? Uh, you, you know, what brought you, I know you, uh, you wrestled in high school, it was for sight. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, kind of what drew you to Campbell and then what drew you to Boston and, and then give it a little bit of a background of what you've kind of been doing in Boston, you know, the past seven, eight, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, what brought me to Boston? Um, so I was, uh, we're going to be real talk here. I was, um, 
I was engaged in in a relationship when I was in college. Um, but what brought me to Campbell was just the small school. Um, the coach at the time, Billy Green, was there. Um, an amazing coach, and you know, I just really wanted to, uh, an opportunity to be a Division One All American. It was in my backyard. Um, and Coach Green really gave me the opportunity to do that. Um, there's many, many things that happened in college, many, many things. But, um, you know, I got my um, – went through the 3-2 program at, at Campbell University, uh, moved up to Boston, um, working in trust and, trust and wealth management, uh, and then bouncing around from odd jobs after that. But, you know, what, what ultimately led me to where I'm at today – is that my last year in grad school, I was actually coaching uh, UPaw. And so when I moved to Boston, I was in the financial world. And that experience that I had with Paul um, forever changed me because I quit my finance job and totally put my heart and soul into coaching and teaching. Uh, And I've been now coaching and teaching um, in Massachusetts for the past uh, yeah, eight or so, eight or oh, yeah, eight, eight or so years now, and um, have now, and I now teach at the the number one school in the state. It's actually ranked uh, top thirtieth in the country, Boston Latin School. I actually now also for see or not, I also oversee him as the head coach of Brooklyn High Wrestling Program, which has finished in the top five um, in Massachusetts for state. Um, as a team um, in the last three years, and I just got uh, actually awarded this year by the Massachusetts um, Coaches Hall of Fame for Up and Coming Coach of the Year. So um, it's there's there's a lot of in between that goes and that's in between that, but um, I just wanted to kind of give the timeline to everyone that's listening. You know how that one one impactful conversation and one um, impactful person um, as Paul and his family, you know, we'll get into the, we can talk more about that, but um, has really put me to where I'm at now, um, married and beautiful home and still lurking and searching for more things. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. For those who don't know, Trevor is uh, happily newly married. He's got a new house <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, you know, He's no longer the, the boss anymore, you know. He's, yeah. uh, he, you know, I think he is, but uh, no, I think as we would say differently, right? Yeah, so. she, she definitely would say differently. She, <laughs> my wife would definitely say differently, and I think that's that's been some growing things as well. But yeah, we, we'll talk. I can't wait to have um, her and other voices uh, on this show here. That'd be, that'd be nice. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, and just to really touch off of uh, what Trevor said, and and just in terms of um, where I went from you know that that time frame to where i'm at now i um like i said trevor came into my life and we had that impactful conversation um i think i had i had grown i had a couple other people um you know my parents were both very supportive in me and and, uh being the best you know when i first started wrestling i had another good friend uh zach bartleson um who trevor knows as well and he kind of got me into wrestling um and then his his mom and, and my parents they would always take us all around the the state of north carolina uh basically in terms of getting us to tournaments and, and getting better. And um, coach black uh, was there as well for the first uh, three years. And you were uh, the assistant coach when I did win my state title, my junior year. And I think just having coach black there. And then when you came in, it was just kind of a different level of uh, intensity. Mm. And we, you know, we would text, 
you know, and, and it's funny because looking back, you know, I always look at you as like this older guy or whatever. And then the, the older I got, the more I'm like, we're basically the same damn age. We're not even, we're not that far apart, you know, but, yeah. but just, you know, the, the, the pure, you know, you'd always say to me, no one else is training with a D1 guy. No one else is training with a D1 guy. Now there could have been, I mean, I, who, who knows, right. But at the time that confidence that you built within me, I think is huge. You know, the confidence in any sports or, you know, in any term of business, you know, the confidence to be okay, making a mistake to be okay, grinding it out and, 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 you know, maybe not reaching, you know, the ultimate end goal that you want to. I mean, you know, both of us, like you said, we wrestled division one. Um, we both had goals of being NCAA division one, all Americans and, and national champs. And obviously that didn't happen for either one of us. Um, yeah, but sure. you know, you look back now at, at the program that Campbell has, you know, beating Iowa state and, you know, with under Kerry Colette, new coaches and things like that. It was just a, uh, Great experience. And then once I graduated college, I moved to Boston. I actually lived with Trevor for about five <laughs> months. Yeah. Um, hated the job I was at. I, I appreciated Trevor helping me, you know, connecting me to potential. I wanted to move north. And, and that's the reason I was able to move north was I found that job. And then now um, moved back down to Jersey. I've been working for an um, industrial sales company um, called Arbonne Equipment uh, now out of Jersey. And uh, I've lived in Hoboken, Jersey City area for about two years now. And it's, it's been interesting. And, and of course it's been even more interesting now with the quarantine and everything that happened. And uh, I mean, how's it been in Boston with the quarantine? I know we've kind of, Oh yeah. I it, mean, but, that, you know. yeah. So yeah. Oh man. Quarantine in Boston has been, it has been insane as of, as of, as of late uh, being a teacher, you know, shutting down schools. And um, I think up here in, in the North, uh, as some of the things as you know as we see it's been it's been all right i mean the people have more or less been wearing masks people more or less have been you know cautious that was a crazy time i think for the whole country when quarantine happened so it's um it's getting some better we you know we 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 don't everyone we we have our people that mess up sometimes and, and whatnot but you know i think everyone's trying to do their part up here um from what i can say see it yeah what well, I mean, that's like in the beginning, you know, when it first happened, you know, March, April, right around that time frame. I don't think no, everyone, it was kind of uh, you know, like the Black Death, right? Like, we're like, yeah. oh, my God, we're, it's going to kill 40% of the population. Yeah. You know, we don't know. So I think everyone was like, all right, we're going to put our two weeks in, you know, we're going to stay at home. And I think as the summer started coming, people started getting out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but there's always that thing, right? You never know, you know, because there's some, you know, some counties and states and stuff that have, yeah. you know, 10, only 10 cases and zero deaths and everything. And then there's other places, you know, like close to me and close to you and metropolitan areas that were a lot worse. And then you also hear, I mean, you just, it, there's so much information out there now and there's so many different things. I mean, you can look at it right in college football, you know, the SEC yeah. and ACC are looking to play and then the big 10, um are you know i guess they're in talks now to bring back football you know yeah i don't know how that's gonna that right. may or may not work though because right. they've already they've already put put it out there so i'm interested yep. to kind of see how that works but i think it's we but we also got to remember that there's things going on uh, as we mentioned uh, you know unc chapel hill n- newest thing that's happening you know notre dame you know, had cases and things that were happening there as well. So it, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how things unfold um, going forward, especially with, you know, as we increase those those things. I definitely want it. I don't want it to. I don't want it to be as another black pig. And, I'm, and you know, I'm enjoying this weather right now, but the the science and things are inevitable. <laughs> right, right. That, what I, 
it's as I think what we all know, it's still contagious. And I think sometimes we may forget that that's still like a, a thing. So, yeah, well, that's the biggest issue, right? You know, I, you know, for two people like us, relatively, you know, healthy and everything else, I think what everyone is, at least I think everyone has acknowledged, you know, no matter what, what scientist or what, you know, uh, spiritual thing you're looking at, I think everyone has realized <laughs> like, hey, you know, whether or not it's going to affect me, it is a contagious disease. So I think for the most part, everyone's kind of putting into practice, you know, um, safety precautions, because the last thing you want to do is infect, you know, someone, a loved one you care about that is, you know, at risk, right? Like that's, and then yeah. you could be known, you know, if they say, hey, yeah, they died of, they contracted COVID, you know, you had it, you didn't even know you had it. And basically that person died because of you. I mean, that's, you know, no one wants that on their, you know, on their brain or on their heart, you know, for a long period of time. That's just something you don't want to deal with. So I think for the most part, everyone is uh, checking it. But there is something to be said, you know, like for me, I mean, me personally, right? Like I live out of the state of North Carolina, like my parents are down there. So obviously I, I want to be able to visit them and see them and all these things. But, you know, it's always a little bit of a, uh, a stress factor of like, all right, well, if I go down there, hopefully I don't have it. Or you know, if they come up and visit, hopefully, you know, I, you know, cause I'm still out seeing customers, obviously it's social distanced and, and stuff like that, but still, uh, you know, trying to maintain my book of business that I you know, <laughs> developed. So, you know, I, I, you know, I would love to, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting, but I think I, what I will say is I think that coronavirus has changed the outlook of how the regular work week is going to be looked at forever. Now. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. I don't, it's, and I love it, you know, and I would also, I'm just going to throw this out for, for everyone is that I did lose my grandfather to COVID. Um, and so that's another um, thing that, you know, I think some people, you know, unless it is, hit home to you like personally then it can be or in me and paul's situation paul knows me personally and he knows you know now he's like if someone's like well what is this COVID?" he's gonna be like well you know i have a i have a friend that's like really close and he literally just lost his grandfather to COVID. so it's like it's not a hoax like so some i know we see some things out there that are like oh it could be a hoax i'm like yeah i don't think my grandfather's death is a hoax like i don't think my grandfather passing away due to COVID is a hoax. And so, you know, as, as I always tell Paul and, you know, I say things like, I may not know if it's like, it could be more cases and deaths. It could be less cases than that. I, I don't know that, but what we do know, and as I think as Paul has just pointed out and I'm pointing out is that people have died um, and that people, you know, there are families, there are 150,000 families that, you know, grieving and, you know, sound the way I do or, or that had a lot of one that passed away. So on top of many other things this summer as well. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and yeah, first of all, so, sorry. I didn't know about your grandfather, man. So I'm sorry uh, to hear about that. And mm. that's terrible to hear. And like, like, like you're saying, though, you know, it is, you know, whether or not, like you said, the numbers are inflated or deflated or whatever they are, it, you know, it is a real disease and it does really affect people and families and, and right. stuff like that. So, yeah. you know. Just, you know, everyone try to be smart. I mean, that's kind of the way I always look at it, right? Yeah, it's like, for sure. The last thing yeah, I want to yeah. do is somebody being a jackass and then, you know, going and infecting someone that I care about. And, you know, that's, you know, that's, a, that's an unfortunate thing. Because yeah. I think the majority of people are, you know, do care about other people for the most part. You know, I, I have a, I, you know, I, maybe I see stuff through his rose colored glasses a little bit. But, you know, I like to think that the majority of people in, uh, you know, are, are good people it's you know even if it's deep 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 down deep down yeah, so yeah. um yeah i mean like you said a ton of other things happened this summer right and, yeah, and you know and i think yeah. so you know and we're gonna and we talked a lot about offline and had a lot of different questions and i'm sure those will 
continue to be talked about throughout, you know, doing this and stuff. But I mean, I think, you know, we should touch on, you know, recently, you know, there was the, the tragic death of, uh, of or not, excuse me, not the death, but the shooting of, uh, of Jacob Blake. And mm. you know, the cool thing here is, you know, we have a, a white dude born and raised in North Carolina, you know, uh, and right by a tobacco farm and, and, and everything. And then we have, you know, a black guy, your family's from, I, I always get Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago, yep. right? I'm the, and first, so, I'm the first generation American. So it's uh, yeah. really interesting so the, dynamics to hear. Right. So the difference in like opinions and maybe how we view things. And then even to just the questions and learning and maybe trying to understand how each other thinks and maybe why, you know, we think that way. So, right. you know, yeah. The, yeah. I guess I would like to ask you a question, you know, when, you know, maybe when, when you first saw, you know, the video of, of the Jacob Blake um, that happened in Kenosha and then yeah. kind of your, your, your thoughts on it. And then also kind of um, just your, any other thoughts or, thoughts or, or yeah, ideas. Just, yeah, yeah. 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 This is, this is why we did this spot. This is that's like, right. That's right. <laughs> Dive in. Right. So, yeah. I think we had know, enough of these conversations offline. Lot, so like, yeah, you know, be yeah. smart. So um, yeah. and I definitely want to, you know, if anyone wants to, we, talk more on this we definitely would like your your voice as well but i would just say um you know seeing seeing the video you know i actually didn't see it till monday um because i was very busy on just busy with things on sunday and then monday when i saw the video um was on social media you know even on streaming devices you know it's it was everywhere uh i think my, my heart just really just sank um it was but i also you know, I also, it, it's funny that we were asking these things because for me, I also felt like at that time, people were just a lot. I felt that America was, um, as a whole, we were just like, we were trying to be done or done with George Floyd and done with the movement and things like this. And then you have something like this that happens again, you know it just reignites and it just reinvigorates and it just reshows, you know, the systemic, the systemic, but also um, treatment of black and brown people in America. Um, you know, it's for me, the, when you, when you see a man just getting shot in the back, I mean, that just, for me, it's not even, it, it can, it, it can, it's not even about the, it can be about the white versus black and the race, but just, when you get into a fight, no matter what you are, you don't you don't sucker punch someone, you know right. you, that that that's for like as a as a man to man type of thing. You just don't sucker punch someone in a wrestling matches and, and on the sports floor. You may get a little dirty. You may get like it, we all for me. I understand like it may get us some way, but like if a man has his back turned to you. Like you don't sucker punch him, or you don't like you don't shoot him, out, man, in the back. Like that's 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 like the ultimate sin, like figuratively and literally. Like right, you just right. shot, like it's like you shot a man in his back, like this, and that's just, you know, that's how I kind of think. That's how I begin to think of it as a humanistic point. It's like, like if it was two white dudes, I still would be saying the same thing because you shot a dude, like you just sucker. Punch. That's how I feel. It's like you just you know shot a man in the back and so for me that was it was a lot of emotions coming on about that and then um yeah it was it was trying it was tough but you know i i don't there was for me there was there's many ways that 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 situation i feel like could be handled i don't even have all the details i see what everyone else sees on on online so but right well that's the big thing right is there's so many there's so much video and there's so much and there's and it's 
and everything people if somebody posts something right a comment or whatever and it goes viral that comment now is taken as fact and whether that's by a a person that's you know um on on i mean on one side of of an argument or the other side of the argument and if they're and if that you know, 200,000 like tweet is on your side of the argument. You People are too quickly, I think, to take something like that as fact, right? right. Instead of like doing the more research. But, you know, that's the world we live in, in terms of instantaneous communication or instantaneous information. Mm-hmm. I think we're, you know, extremely well-informed and at the same time, extremely misinformed. Because, yeah. yeah. You know, um, but yeah, to, and to, to go back, you know, my, you know, I, when I watched that video, you know, it's it's tough to watch because you look at it and you have three police officers there, right? Mm, yeah. And 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 you have one guy. And I, you know, from and I read, I saw something that said, you know, they attempted to tase him and it didn't work or whatever. But when you look at that video, you say, okay, what well, if the guy had a knife? You know, what it still doesn't matter. You have three police officers there. You should be able to subdue that the guy in another way than shooting a firearm, right? Like, yeah. you know, that's 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 where the big issue lies for me, right? Like, I I, I think you know. And you see, there's you see videos all the time of of you know uh, black or brown people and 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 white people too of of, of not of of complying and still being you know there was an issue with that kid who was a white kid that was crawling you know saying he didn't have a gun he didn't have a gun he was an exterminator the white guy and he got shot and killed right 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 uh, and, and so you see that and I just think law officers are either not as trained or, or, and we've t- discussed this before. They just yeah, don't have the, yeah, what they don't have, that's, what I, that's not what I was saying is they don't have yeah. the ability to, and, and trust me, listen, I, I appreciate what police officers do. And I, I think they have one of the hardest jobs in America, but with that being said, like with that being said, like the, the training needs to be better. They're the, the mental um, test and things like that, how they react in situations. You know, when, when I look at that situation, I'm thinking if there's, if I'm with three buddies, and this is a normal, you know, or whatever. And we're not police officers, but there's some kind of altercation. I would be pretty confident whether that guy had a knife or not, that we could subdue him long enough without having to cause, you know, lifelong harm to that person um, until the right person or, or the right thing could happen. Right. right. Like, yeah. if, like yeah. as I think, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll both agree, you know, like, you know, you wanted, you, you know, people should comply with the police, you know, it, as long yes. as it's right. Yes. It, it, yes. That, that's the thing. Right. And that, and, and I think we both agree that sometimes that does, you know, hype up a situation that doesn't need to be like, you know, maybe escalated and, 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 and a police job is to deescalate the situation, but we both know that everyone's a human being and yes. it's unfortunate, you yes. know, the way some circumstances yes. happen, but yeah. the issue is when that circumstance ends in, you know, the death of, of anyone, right. Then it's, it's terrible. And I think that, you know, police officers, you know, should be held to an extremely high standard. Um, but I, so I want to bring this up to one thing that has kind of bothered me um, yeah. since all the videos have kind of happened. Right. And since the George Floyd video passed and everything like that is, you know, I'll, I'll see videos every now and again of a, um, of a white guy or, or whatever. And a police officer is either holding a taser. I saw that. I, I don't remember this video. I saw it on Twitter. It was a white guy stepping out of a, a big like dually pickup truck. And the officer had a taser pointed at him. We didn't fire it. The guy was like getting back in his truck, not complying, obviously. And the officer, uh, it did, didn't even look like he his thought process was to fire his weapon, right? I think maybe right. he eventually got him or didn't. Yeah. And the thing that bothers me is I see a video like that and I see, you know, a comment that says, you know, um, well, what would happen if he was black, right? Yeah. And, and so the thing that, the one thing that bothers me about that comment is like, 
you know, you don't know, like may, that could have been a black guy and that police officer could have been doing the same thing, right? It's a person to person thing, right? There's good cops. Um, and unfortunately there's bad cops, right? But that cop, maybe if it's a white guy or if it's a black guy, that individual cop could have the same reaction to both people. And we don't know that, right? So there you're all, you know, you're trying to compare, you know, this, the cop that, you know, killed George Floyd, which was absolutely atrocious and terrible. And right. then the cop, and then the cop that, um, maybe didn't kill this guy. And you're like, well, maybe, you know, we don't have any videos of him, you know, stopping a, a, a black or brown um, person, but maybe he acts the same way. Maybe the cop doesn't think, maybe that's a cop that's like, I will never use my weapon unless right. I have to, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. so I think it's it's tough for people like that to see that video and now they're like, oh, well, this cop's just, not, not a racist cop, but he's always oh, more leaning against white people. Well, maybe he's mm-hmm. the same way against every person, he or she, excuse me, he or she is the same way against every person we don't know that right right so but that's it's a tough thing so it, it, it bothers me in the sense of you know it's it's not fair to law some law enforcement officers when they're like oh well you treated this this guy with a little bit more respect than maybe you would treat this guy it's like well how do you know how i would have treated that person or they right. would have treated that person yeah. so and it's tough you know especially in the day and age with social media you know and everything's getting videotaped now every time so um, no i i paul and i i think this is the mindset that has to be like, and you're viewing it and this, which is, which is, I think can happen. And I think, you know, you, the conversation that you're talking about or that I'm understanding is that, you know, we don't know what that cop could be doing. We don't understand what that cop, how that cop could react into all those. And that's, and I, I think that's a, that's a fair criticism because we don't really know who that cop is. We don't really know, you know, has he been doing, does he do that to all people that he interacts with and so to put to try to make a comparison there um between cop and cops i don't think that that i would totally agree i don't think that should be the argument that should be made i think what we should be looking at is the systemic or the narrative of of the situation and i think you use it all in in a collective and you see and we hear about as this is what we talk about. It's a systemic problem. It's a cultural problem, right? When you when you have a team, if, and that's what we kind of think about. It's a cultural situation, right? If you it, and I and I want to equate this a little bit to sports in general. Culture it can happen in sports, and uh, and just for you know some people's minds, if you think about wrestling or if you think about, you know, a team is going to run a certain play the whole time. It's that team's culture. You know a team is going to be like this the whole time because that's the team's culture. So you prepare for it, you defend for it. Like the New England Patriots, right? They have, they have, and I bring up football because many, I think America can kind of relate to that. New England has a culture, right? It has a culture of what happens in that locker room and how that's being coached forward, right? And then there's a culture in the, when everyone knows it, when Ray Lewis was there, there's a culture that was there. And there's a, so these things that, that we're trying to talk about is that the culture or the things within the police force is more often than not to kill black and brown people. And the culture is to, is to marginalize or to heavily police those areas. And the data shows it. And now I, now I bring up and I have some as the same as you, that some people want to bring up, Oh, there's, there's so much crime in the black community. There's so much crime. Like, is there not crime in the white communities as well? (laughs) Like why, why aren't the police heavily, um, gone throughout those neighborhoods as we and if everyone wants to fact check, look at the facts. There's police. The more often than not, 
the police force is heavily, heavily policed in black and brown neighborhoods in comparison to white neighborhoods. That's just a fact. And so you can, if everyone fat checking, they can do do it. But it's just, it's just my reality, and I think that is just the factual reality. And so, is there? Why is that? Is there? Are we trying to say all white people are fine? That there's no no crime that happens there? Of course there is. That that would be that would be asinine. We're all human beings. That would be asinine to think that only one race of people is more violent or more anything than any other race of people. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't disagree with anything <laughs> necessarily you say there, right? Like, I, I think I think if you talk to most, you know, people, they would say, you know, that, you know, statistically wise, it it doesn't make sense, right? If you put ten people and you put them as a placebo and you said. To these people, you know, do they break the law or whatever? You know, it's like, like I heard. Listen, Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith, and I want to get into him later in the book of the NBA. But you know, he said he's never committed a crime ever in his life. He was making a statement, and I'm just laughing because I'm like, he's definitely been over 65 on a on a road before. He's done <laughs> exactly 66, right. right. So it's like, it's like, all right, come on, come on, you know. Yeah, but that's just a little funny thing I wanted to say. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 different, right? Because you know, we grew up differently. The one thing I, you know, I will say is, you know, where I grew up. Um, I was, you know, I always hear the thing that's, you know, well, you know, did your parents ever have to have the conversation with you about police officers? Mm, yeah. And yeah. to be honest, like I, my parents did have that conversation with me and I don't know, you know, and I can't sit here and say that, oh, maybe it was the exact same conversation or whatever. But, and I, you know, I don't think the conversation ever went to, you will be, you know, you could be shot and killed necessarily, but the conversation I, that I, I had, I don't mean to cut you off, Paul, but no, I think, I think, I think that that in and of itself is, is the crux of it. That in and of itself is the crux is that the fact of the matter is that my parents, you know, I'm 33 now. And the fact that, you know, I've had to be I've had to understand and, you know, my my mom did a good job raising us and, and, and whatnot and understanding that, you know, we we have to act totally different or I may not come home. You know, I, I have to if I get pulled over, I have to make sure that I act and be a certain way. So that I could come home, and and that's just and and the fact that, and, and the and as we're on this podcast, that's that's the fact that that's the reality right there is that I have to act in a certain manner, and I shouldn't have to, and that and I think that that's that's where we get into this is that I shouldn't have to, or no other mother should have to tell their kid to act or be a certain way so that they don't get killed. <laughs> so that they no, don't right. Die. Right. I mean, so, and the, the, and the thing that, that I'll bring up that hasn't really challenged that at all, but it kind of is kind of goes off of that is, so, you know, I, my question, I guess, is another question for you. So, you know, I can let you have the floor again, but is, is, is kind of the, so obviously, right. George Floyd was, uh, you know, murdered at the hands of that police officer. And then Jacob mm-hmm. Blake is, is, it was shot, you know, seven times in the back. He's going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life. Right. So, so two absolutely, you know, terrible things that I, you know, could have been, you know, done differently, whether or not, you know, people say, well, so-and-so had these drugs in his system, yeah, whatever. Right, it's like, yeah. you know, like yep. just because someone's a, a criminal, right? Like if that was, you know, I always look at it as like, that was my best friend. Like, and I knew he was just, you know, you know, uh, a person who was into bad stuff or, or maybe, you know, just, you know, living his life, maybe not the, the way that yeah, we, yeah. we would want them to live it. You know, you still would not want them, their life to be taken, you know, unfortunately like that. Right. So, Correct. but my question is, right. And, and, and this is where 
I think it gets weedy for a lot of people, right? <laughs> um, and, and but this is why we had the podcast, right? Yeah, so, yeah, to to bring these questions at and yeah. to talk. So, yeah. so like you know, a, a question is be for me is like, you know, I, I read a thing. Uh, I was on Twitter, and I don't know the exact numbers. And I could try to find it while we're here, <laughs> but I might not be able to. Um, but it was somewhere around the number of you know unarmed people, you know, the white and black unarmed people that were killed by the police. I think it was this year, right? And it was right yep. around. Right around in the you know the ten to fifteen people range on both sides, right? Somewhere I think yep. it was like maybe one or two more white people, and so my question is, and I think this is where the issue goes sometimes, right? Is those and and, and a lot of it might be just there's no video, right? There's not just no video, and yeah. but those those fourteen or fifteen white people that were unarmed, shot and killed by the police in terms of of resisting, and I you know read a couple of stories again. I got to find that. I should have came more prepared with that, but no, it's all, uh, all good. Yeah, but so you know, and and they were killed by police, unarmed. You know, not exactly the same circumstances, obviously, but similar kind of thing. Just you know, resisting arrest, unarmed individual, and they were killed. Mm-hmm. So I think where a lot of people, you know, that maybe are the same skin color as me. I'm not saying me personally, but they yeah. have the question, or they they they. I think some people get more outraged, which I think is a little bit far-fetched but i think mm-hmm. the issue that they see is well you know i understand that we're you know we're preaching you know the black lives matter movement but mm-hmm. what about these other 15 white people oh, who were murdered, murdered you know right so mm-hmm. and we've had that conversation right i think it's but i think it's morphed right into not everyone understands what every like what certain groups are looking for or what people are mm-hmm. pushing for mm-hmm. and i think and i think that's where a lot of these arguments come from and and I think when, you know, we have these conversations, it opens up people's eyes, right? Because it's yeah. like, okay, are we preaching? You know, you could talk to someone, you know, and say, are, okay, are we going against police brutality? If that's the case, like, then if, if that's what this, the, the march or this particular protest or this particular group movement, or this particular is, movement yeah, is about yeah, police brutality, yeah. then we need to, re- you know, try to our best to recognize everyone, not just people of color, in my opinion, or yeah. black people or brown people or mm-hmm. Asian people, you know, it should be representative of everybody. And I think a lot of people of, you know, white people maybe specifically, and maybe it's an ego, ego thing, but they feel not left out. That's the wrong word. Cause I don't think, anyone no, wants I, to be yeah, part of it, but you no, know what I mean? I, yeah. I know what you mean. And I think it's as I'm Paul, Oh my God. I appreciate that question. Because as I'm thinking here, you know, I, this is, and this is, this is just the realness of the situation. I think this, this may hit some, some, you know, our 10 or five listeners, is that it's 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 about it's about the and as a math teacher it's about the percentage it's about the it's about the percentage right so and i i know this may come across a little bit you know um less of heart but let's just think of it a numbers game right so if you have a hundred white people and um i know you're talking about percentages wise but right if you have a hundred white people and then five of them are killed the percentage of of that of the people that's only five percent right now let's take that same five people that are killed right and now let's look in comparison um african-american and black community in america is roughly about 13 percent. so but i'm just going to make it easy for everyone so i'll just make it 10 percent. so if you have 10 percent, right so let's just say we had 100 people white people five people died let's just make it simple you have 10 black people right and then five of them died that's over half of those people that are all that are dead half because of the mark because of the population size and that is the real issue that i think needs to be talked about and addressed as well and i think that that's where i don't think people really see it as is that 
yes, there are white people being killed by police brutality. We, I, we understand that. That's not that's, and that should be addressed as well. But the, but the, the, the vitriol. There's, there's the, the vitriol and the, the inadequacy or inequality of, of the deaths in proportion is just is just exorbitant for the black and brown community. It, it's just it's crazy. Are you telling me that you know? that there's way more black people that are committed, like we just talked about, are that are committing these crimes and are getting killed in proportion to white people. That, is, that doesn't make any, like you just said, if you had 10 people in, in a room, if, so if you have a hundred white people, you're telling me only five of them are committed to the crime. You're telling me only 5% of those people. And where you have, if you have 10 black people, you're telling me half of them commit a crime. That doesn't make any sense to me. Mathematically, that doesn't make any sense. And right. So that, right. I think that is the, is the, is, the discrepancy and of of the system and the policing of things it's like if if there's if black people only make up 10 percent of the population, we're just going to keep going with that the only 10 percent of them should be in the jail if, if we're going to talk about criminals if there's if a vast majority of people are white, and we're talking we're talking perfect world here just yeah yeah yeah, yeah, say yeah like yeah, oh exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, right perfect exactly. world I, perfect obviously world, it could be perfect. you know you know it could be you know statistically you know anomalies yeah, and things exactly, could be different things exactly. but yes but yes I, I, I don't want the people coming on here to try to come after me kind of fact check <laughs> but you know it's it's for me I'm, I'm just trying to speak truth as well it's like it's the poor it's the poor the proportionality between um who's locked up and who is killed in relationship to the the dominant or the the more major um color skin of people in america right and i do think i mean i i mean i personally and i've told you this before right i i see police brutality as as an issue just kind of throughout um throughout all you know all walks of life in, Mm -hmm. in, in a sense um and i look at you know the systematic in terms of sentencing and, and for drug charges and things like that is more of the, the where the bigger issue lies in terms mm. of racial and systematic injustices personally. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just my opinion from an outsider looking in, right. And different people I've talked to and, and things like that. I, you know, I do think, you know, police brutality is an issue, but I think the biggest issue in terms of racial uh, injustices or systematic injustices is, is in terms of sentencing and how yeah. sentencing happens and, and, yeah. And things like that. And, and, you know, and that's something that, you know, I'm not smart enough to figure out. Right. So you know, I, I, I try to, I try to read as much as I can and see where things are do- happening and what things happen. Um, but, and, and, and to go off of that, right. To, to kind of transition, right. Obviously a monumental day in sports uh, a couple of days ago or oh, you know, on Thursday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, and you hear all the stories that happen, you know, and the Bucks, you know, so for those of you that don't know the, and maybe don't watch sports as, as intensely as me and Trevor do and, and dive into <laughs> things, um, the Milwaukee Bucks is a basketball team uh, out of Wisconsin. Uh, Milwaukee is about, I don't know what they say, you know, about 30, 30 miles or 30 minutes, something yeah. like that out of, outside of uh, Milwaukee, Kenosha is where the shooting of Jacob Blake happened. Yeah. Um, so the Milwaukee Bucks uh, boycotted, which I just got to say this because this has been bothering me. Uh, I think it was a labor strike, uh, not a boycott. I think boycott is by the consumer. Um, <laughs> so that's been bothering me. Like, when uh, the, that's, the, that's, the, a, that's a um, yeah. The, the word usage was a little bit wrong, but you know, but, but under, we understood the point of what they were going for. Yeah. Um, you know, so they were, the, you know, but they did. They they decided not to play um, the game. They actually didn't discuss it apparently with anyone else. It was a decision. Um, that George Hill was one of the players there that made, yeah. Um, and and every all the players kind of agreed, and they didn't come out. Um, 
and the Orlando Magic were probably pissed. They were ready to go ahead and get out of there and head to Cancun. Uh, they would have lost their last game. They go ahead and got out of the bubble and went back and did whatever they wanted to do. Got, got, they could have went to, uh, what is it, Magic Palace, got some of those, those wings things. that Lou Williams had. Yeah. yeah. So, Man, they got a um, set up down there. I'm kind of jealous of those NBA players. Yeah, yeah few, for sure. Got, yeah, nice little bubble. So, unbelievable. But, yeah, so, so, I mean, just kind of, you know, I'm gonna, you know my thought process on the whole thing um, is, you know, I – I understood, I guess, kind of what they were looking to do, right? Mm-hmm. And if they felt the need to to not play, right? If that was mm-hmm. if that was what they felt they needed to do, you know, you're you know, as an as an American, you have the ability to do and say whatever you want. Obviously, there's consequences. You know, people I think get that twisted sometimes, but you know, you have the ability to do and say what you want. But eventually, sometimes there's consequences, right? Like, well, they're, they're, you always got to pay the piper. There's not exactly. Nothing, I think everyone. I hope every, like nothing is free. You give up right. something, time, energy, something. It, it's all. It's it's nothing's for you. Got to pay the piper sometime. But go ahead, Dad. right? Yeah. So I mean, my just kind of my original thought and kind of the way I looked at it was I understood that that they felt they needed to do it. But my question was, you know, okay, you don't play on Thursday, and then you know they played today, which is Sunday. You know, so we play on they Sunday. Played, didn't they play yesterday too? They might have played yesterday too. Yeah, they, they played. Might have played Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, actually, yes, they played yesterday, and then the more games today. Yes. Yeah. So two days off, and I understand. The thing that has bothered me um, that happened that bothered me was not that they decided they wanted to sit out. Like, I understand you do what you want, right? Mm-hmm. The two things that bothered me were when Kenny Smith walked off the set on TNT, right? Yep. Oh, and the only reason that bothered me was because I looked at that from not a, not a white American, but a everyday American. You, can, you can't you, – I, I don't think you could call into work and say, listen, there's this, there's this tragedy that happened. Um, and that I don't know anyone personally from, and it happened, you know, a thousand miles away. Uh, so I'm not coming into work today for a protest, you know, like, could you take a vacation day? Could you take a sick day? Yeah. You could do all the things. And maybe Kenny Smith did that behind the scenes, but I don't know. But I just look at it from an everyday American and say, like, we don't, you know, the everyday American doesn't have the ability to just walk out of their job without the, the chance of getting fired. Right. Because maybe they're, you know, have to make that money or they have to get those hours in to pay for the food for their kid or pay for food for their, you know, their, whoever they're taking care of. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that bothered mm-hmm. me a little bit. And then the other thing was, you know, they, they, and, and which has kind of changed a little bit after I saw what happened, but you know, LeBron James has continued to call for more input from the ownership, more input from owners, more. And then, you know, then you hear things like, you know, the voting aspect, which, yes, I think every I hope we have the biggest voter turnout in history. Right. I, th- then, I, I hope so. I We could talk right? about, oh, that's a whole nother thing. Like we could so, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And so so, you know, you hope you have But but, you know, they're pushing this thing where, OK, basically the way I look at it, right? I'm not saying this is true, but the way I look at it is saying they're yeah, trying to sure. basically push that, you know, a an NBA owner or an owner of a sports team needs to be a Democrat, right? They need to support this one because this one person maybe doesn't support this or blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. very unfair, right. To say like, you know, that, Hey, Hey, if you're not supporting this or you're not actively supporting, uh, uh, actively supporting Joe Biden or whoever the democratic nominee is, right. Then, then why are we playing for you? Or you're not helping us. It's like, well, you know, there, there could be, and then they came out and what they're doing, they're putting ads there. They created, I think it was like a $300 million fund for uh, inner cities and, and things like that, or black or brown community, something yep, around that. Yep, way, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, like if that's what they're looking for, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I just, I remember when I growing up and I don't know if this is the same way for you, like your political affiliation or who you voted for was kind of a private thing, right? Like it wasn't <laughs> a, you know, but now I feel like it's turned into a, 
you know, it's almost like a sports team. Your people are, it's become so partisan, you know, yeah. it's like, so, you know, it's people are, will follow their, their people to the grave. Um, so that's, I, what, I just, oh, I'm glad we, I'm glad you brought this up, Paul. I've been percolating on this all weekend. And what I've come to realize is, you know, I posted something a little bit about, but I think as Americans and myself included, and I'm just a normal average day, you know, teacher, we were just, We've been bamboozled to think that, you know, that we have to choose one or the other. This is what it has to happen. Um, and I also think, you know, we, we also, I'll, yeah, I also think that we have to start creating change in what we talk about. Now, the, what you just talked about, I've, I've talked to many people, and I think, Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not red. I'm not blue. I'm in the middle. I think like I, I hear that sometimes. And I'm like, we you know, we have the power to do that. Right. You know right. that we have the power to like change all this. And that's the part that really gets me. Like, I appreciate like everything that you just said, like it, it makes perfect sense. But like we also have to understand as Americans and we have the power to do that. You can write on a ticket and vote for someone that you are more aligned to. No one ever fucking, just, I'm going to swear on this. No one ever fucking told you that you had to vote Democrat or you had to vote Republican. I don't know when that, like, maybe those are the two major things that come in, but we're moving and we're transforming to new places. So don't we do more moderate or create a new, whole new party of things. And why don't yeah, we I mean, create, like, well, and, and that that may be easy to say, but it's like it is easy to do. <laughs> yeah, the, the the hardest part, right, is getting the masses to all go in one direction. Right? It's like, not. I don't think. I don't think it's that difficult to get the masses going one because, well, I I think that's why we have this podcast. It's because I the more people that I talk to, and more like there's there there's so many issues, quote unquote, right. But we have to make sure that we get the right people to cover those issues. And even even now, like I could talk on the podcast, like I could tell you the number one reason and that you should vote for Biden Harris. And it has nothing to do with political side. It has everything this is why you should vote for Biden Harris. Because Kamala Harris is on the ticket. That's why. And I, I, <laughs> not, and I don't say that. And look, and may, many people on here be like, oh Trevor, you said that because she's because she's black. No, I said that because she's a woman. I said that. That's why I said that. Because I'm taking, I'm looking self-reflecting. We've been in this country, this country that I am awesome and born in has been ruled patriarchally so by, by us so much. And now, opportunity. Now, I understand some women may be hearing these calls, these five, and maybe like, damn it, but like she's the VP. I understand it. But look at the bigger scheme of things you have a woman as the vice president let that just sink in a woman as the vice president every household every no matter black brown asian every household i know is run and as paul put put on the beginning of this podcast is run by women and as a man we need, as a man, I'm just going to speak, we should also be listening to their voices, no matter if they're black, brown, white, Asian. We need to make sure that as a man, that we are protecting women, 
that we are working in in relationship with women and that we're sharing and that power with women. And that, and that and that's and that's it. And, that, and that's that's the whole reason why you vote for Biden Harris. I don't care. You could be Republican, Democrat. You vote for it because you you have a woman that's going to be the VP. So now, I'm going to challenge you there. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish. I'll let goes, you finish. That goes that goes for of a white girl, if a black girl, if an Indian right. girl, if a woman, if a fe- of a young female sees that damn. A woman's the VP, and th- as we just and as we, we can move to this, th- Chadwick Bosman, representation matters. As everyone was talking about, you have a woman that's going to represent you at the second highest office in this whole entire country. What what foundation? What are you going to say? Like you can't, you have to vote for that because every person on this earth came from a woman. I don't care, you Trump, you came from a mom. The, the, even the worst of the worst of the people came from women that care for you, that nurtured for you, and these are the views and value points that we want to do as as we try to heal as a country. And so that's that's why you vote for her. It has nothing political. I'm just I'm talking pure humanistic right now. So Not even and that's political what, party. But yeah, I'm, and that's, that's right. That's yeah, it. no, no, you're good. You're good. No, and and that's why you know, like that said, that's why I like that we're on this because you know we do have different opinions on a lot of different things, but we we are able to have those conversations and, and talk about them, right, and dive into them. So yeah, you know, and and so what the the reason, like, so listen, I'm not a, I'm not against uh, what you're saying, right? In terms of, I think a, like you know, a woman hat would be a, could be a fantastic president, right? If the right one. I think we have to be careful though in terms of we can't just say any woman that's up for the office or for that role. Right. You know, you have to make sure you look at their morals, you know, maybe what they've done in their past. Look at at Trump. What are we talking about right now? What are we talking about right now? What are we really talking about right now? Well, so we want to get into moral issues that then where are we at as a country then this, that if that's the role we want to go down, like, I don't, but here's what I'm gonna say. So here's she's what I'm gonna quali- say. The, the thing is, I don't think we ha- we should do that because it doesn't matter. She's qualified. But let she's me tell qual- you she's why. She's a woman. She's qualified. I understand it. Let me just tell you why. Let me just tell you why. So when they were in a so Joe Biden was you know accused of sexual assault and all those things. Correct, I get right? yes. So and then Kamala Harris responded that she believed the accusers originally. Right. That was her original statement. Yeah. Then and then. Not until after she accepted the vice presidential nominee mm-hmm. is when she said that I don't remember. I can't tell the exact words. I don't know if she said she misspoke or she changed it and said that I do. But I think it was something along the lines of, you know, Joe, you know, I, we talked to Joe. Joe can't just be like kissing girls unwantedly. And he's like, I think that yeah, happened, but I don't, sure. I don't think he raped her. Right. So here's my thing is, is listen, Kamala is a, a, a very well-spoken and she's done a lot of things in her career, right. As a DA and all these other things. Right. That some of a lot, some of the things I don't agree with at all. Some of the things have probably been great, right? I'm not deep enough into the politics side of things to understand that, right? right. But what I will say is, in terms of a moral ground, right? I would have much more respect for her and her ability to to run the office, right? And the reason I say you have to look at the at, at uh, and I, listen, I, I listen. I, I think out of the, we have 300 million people in this country, almost 400 million, I think now, and with the two people we're deciding between for president is a ridiculous. You know, it, it's it, like you said, you, it, we're, we're so partisan now. It's just like you're voting for a team and whatever. Um, but the reason that, that I feel the need to 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 address that is because 
you know, you're putting someone, like you said, in the second highest position, you know, in the free world, basically. Yeah. Um, and that person's morals matter, right? So if, if she can say... We just put between, Trump in that thing. What? what <laughs> the, like, you think we're going to get worse than that? This is, this is what I'm saying. You think we're going to get worse than that? I think there could be worse foreign affairs, but 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 but, but here's my here's I'm my thing though. About I know that I know I know that, but here's my thing. You think we're gonna get thing. worse than? But, but here's my thing. Wanna, but here's my thing. So you, off, but a man that says grab a woman's genitals, like I just can't fucks with that. Like I don't care. Like that's that's someone's mom. That's someone's sister. That's Listen, someone's I understand that. Like, that. I'm not arguing. Do you that, understand it because? Kamala but, Harris is never going to say stuff like that. That's what I. Have yeah, to say. she's not. But what about what about the the person on the ticket with her? Look, I understand so, that. Yeah. So yeah. that's where you so, have to be so careful, wait, so no, right? No, no. So 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 we devolve. So what you're saying is what I'm hearing is we, because of who she's on the ticket with, we devolve. We just we're gonna just say f it. Because, no, because no, she's no. on what a I, ticket. You gotta no, put her saying, on. She has to no, get it. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is if she would have came out and said, listen, Joe, I cannot take your vice presidential nominee because of this reason. I believe that you're sexual accusers and I believe them, right? And then four years from now, so then Biden gets whoever else, another woman, another man, whoever Biden gets, right? The election happens in 2020. Whoever gets elected gets elected. And then Kamala Harris runs in 2024. Yeah. And then you say, yo, this is a woman who stood by her, her moral grounds. She, she said, no, I'm not going to be with you. I believe you are a sexual accuser. As I have already stated, I stood by my moral grounds. I stayed in my position. I did what I could for my you know, communities where I was at. And now I'm putting my presidential campaign and I'm going to beat whoever's in that office. Right. So yeah. I would I would. This is me personally. Right. We, we completely might be different. I would have respect. I'm not saying that you know, because who knows who runs in 2024 on either side, right? But I'm mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. I would have much more respect for a person that stood by what they said, their moral grounds, and didn't come back and say, oh, I only believe half of it, or we were in a debate, and that's the only reason I said it. Well, it's like, okay, if you're in a debate, are you just going to say anything now? Like, because, you know, you're put, she's pigeonholing herself, right? And so mm-hmm. I think me personally would have much more respect if she says, I cannot accept this vice presidential nominee. This, this is the reason why, right? Because, you know, I, I said this, I, I still believe this and, and I'm, but I'm going to make a movement and make, do what I can here. This is what my future next four years are going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put myself up for office. Right. Cause it's not like she's 75 years old. You know what I mean? No, she's a young woman. She's, young. A young woman. She's, she's the youngest. Uh, I mean, I think she's younger than the three gentlemen, you know, between Pence and Trump and well, yeah, they're all her. older she, guys. She, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, all they're, older they're, guys, all, they're so. all older. But you, but you understand like my perspective on where oh, I'm coming sure. from. Yeah, that. no, I, so. I respect that as well. I mean, my we we because the I, I respect it. My, my default that I'm gonna do is that, and this is what I do to. I'm gonna do. I I think everyone just take. That's all great, but come November, you gotta vote for one of them. <laughs> You got, we got to vote for it for somebody like either. So I'm, we ain't going to sit up here and be like, we're not, not going to vote. You're going to have to pick somebody. And so we got to create change. And the only way change is going to happen is if we go by it. Like that's the only way it happens. I understand we want all these other things. We want all these other, I wanted the same things from Trump. And, and that's one, another thing that came up when I was, you know, a good friend of mine on Facebook, Ryan, it's like, you know, 
change really starts in the, in the local communities. You know, I know we're talking politics and the presidency, but I think, you know, that is going to send a huge message to the country, whoever becomes president. But we also got to figure out things locally of where everyone is at, you know, for the, like I keep saying, for the 10 or 15 people listening across America, it's, it has to be where, you know, what are you doing locally? What are you doing? Who are you voting? Are you, are you voting for more partisan people? So are, are, councilmen mayors all those things extremely matter and so and that's the way the country is really going to change but i mean it's going to be interesting because it doesn't everything is everything but you we got we're going to have to pick one either way so it, it comes down to are you going to for me as i see it are you going to stick with Who's in office and the morality and how our country has become that? Are you going to look for change and hope and for something new and something, you know, the light that is going to be at the end of the tunnel? I get it. Joe Biden, I don't like his ass either. He's creepy. He touches up on people. I get it. Like, <laughs> but he he and the Kamala Harris is all I, I can vote for. That that's I mean, and people don't want to you know get to this nitty gritty of it. But that that when we get to the reality, we can all pundits, you know. I I listen to both all sides. Everyone could talk about Joe Biden. You could talk about Trump. You could, it's gonna happen all the way to November. But when November comes, you're gonna have to pick somebody. And for me, yeah. mor- morality wise, I rather put and representation wise, we we as a country had our chance for whatever reason, to put Hillary Clinton in office, and we did it. Now, it could be Benghazi, it can be all this other bullshit. I don't know. I really don't know. You know, and we got Trump. And th- that's that's how it is now. So this is an opportunity for the country as a whole, who I'm speaking to, like the 10, to really honestly put change into the world. We want We always talk about change. We always talk about we want to do things. Come November, we're really going to see what the country really is talking. Is is as the saying goes, are people really going to put their money where their mouth is? So I understand 100% <laughs> what you're saying, right? I do. No, listen, listen, I get it. Right? Sorry I mean, if I, I just think... got deep there, but that's just like no, I'm no, telling no, you, I'm no, percolating on this for a minute. Man. No, no, you're good, man. I, I, but, I, but I think – so number one, I think you hit a lot of good points, right? The number one point is I do think that because of the way the media is, is now is people get m- way more worked up. Um, over those executive that executive office yeah, than yeah. necessarily sure. like like Trump, Biden, Harris, Pence. You know, yes, they have some authority in some ways, but when it comes, and I think people really learn this, they're quarantined, right? Yeah, so every yeah, day, you're, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's your governor, it's your house rep, right? It's your senator. Those are the people who are the mayors. Those are the people who are really making your decisions, right? The president, yes, it is a. A, a, a person that is no, I'm doing this in a quote here as the leader, right, of, yeah. of the free world and everything else, and does have a big position and big shoes to fill. But the change that happens, right, the you know, 85 percent, and that's just a, a you know a bullshit number. I don't know how real that number is, right? It's I'm just right. throwing it's it out there. But you know, but that change happens from direct communities, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. happen. You know, the the president. I don't care who the president was. I don't care if it was the whitest of white guys or the blackest of black guys, right? They can't go to every single community in America. Correct. It's just impossible to Correct. do, right? Correct. And, they, and, 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 and they have much bigger things to deal with in terms of, you know, not foreign affairs in terms of money and stuff, but in terms of 
terrorism and all these other things, right? Yeah, and that includes domestic, yeah, sure. but domestic terrorism and everything else as well, right? That includes yeah. everything. But I'm saying there's a lot of other jobs that, you know, just the way the world works, right? They, those come first. And yeah. so I think, you know, a lot of things you said make a lot of sense. But I think the biggest one is, you know, to pe- for people to, you know, do your best to get informed. And I don't mean get informed by watching one, what, you know, one news media or reading one article Correct. or one, Correct. one particular thing, read everything. If it bothers you, that's fine. Right. Like it, it, you're, it, you have to be okay with things bothering you or you're not agreeing with things. I think where you, it's hard to, yeah. Cause there's gotta be people that, you know, you can sit down and have a full conversation with that have the exact different opinions with you. But in the end of the day, you both have the same kind of moral values and stuff. And they, they say, listen, because I think a lot of the, what I keep hearing is it's vote for the lesser of two evils, vote for the lesser of two evils, and that sucks, right? We're in the you know supposedly but the greatest country I in the world. I, and... I, I'm going to disagree. I don't think it's a lesser of two evils. I, I I think that whoever does that messaging, and I I'm I'm not a campaign wrestler. They're idiots. It the it needs to be. Are you going to vote for the same old same old? Or are you voting for change? Because right. that's and what, there's some that's, people that's what that's what Biden Harris is. Are you voting for the same old, same old? Now, I look at that as there's many different layers. We could go for same old, same old. Um, or you're voting for something that's going to be different and change. And I, I think that is, I think that, and if, if anything you want to split people on, I think that's what you're going to split people on. Is if do you want to go back to how things are and were in, in that same normalcy of morality or whoever is in there or do you want something different and change and of hope right. and things like that and that that's yeah. that's just my that's that's just my personal take but whoever wants to say right it, and, yeah and, and and let's also let's not get it twisted right there's there's people on uh of, of every color and every ethnicity that are going to vote red and there's people on every mm-hmm, ethnicity and every mm-hmm, color they're mm-hmm, going to vote blue right mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. what what really needs to be discussed like this conversation we're having right now right like we have differing opinions on some things we, we agree on some things but it's like we're having the conversation at the end of the day like like you know yeah we can do everything we can in terms of talking but you know we're not i think no matter what happens right as americans and and, the, and being in the free world what i'm interested to see and what i hope happens is you know let's say you know let's Biden wins right and the and the and the republican side is pissed i hope instead of you know doing crazy stuff or or just going to media and doing all the bullshit that we just dive in and say, okay, well, he's the president. He controls the executive side, right? Let's dive in. How can we affect what we want to do locally? And I hope it goes both ways, right? Instead of yeah, everyone no, so worried I, I, about I the president, I, right? I just, I just want, I really just want peace and equality, man. That's like, you know, of course. that's, you know, it's. Well, what I heard, you know, I think this is true. I think most politicians get into, you know, politics and, and one, because they all have big egos. I think that's fair. I think most of them will tell you that. Um, but secondly, you know, they do have, I think everyone has, and I forget who told me, somebody said this to me and it made a lot of sense, right? Everyone has a, a utopia for America, but mm. everyone has a different way of getting there. Right? Yeah. And that's what yeah, you that's see, right? right? They, yeah. So that's what you yeah. see. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, so I think we touched on a lot of things there. The one thing, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on today was, you know, a little bit of a, a tragic thing, right? Um, for all those Marvel fans out there, I think everyone saw Chadwick Boseman yeah. uh, started the Black Panther. He also did Jackie Robinson in 42. I think he was James Brown. Um, he did something. In, he did, what else did he do? Third 21 Marshall. Bridges, man. 21, yeah. Hey, my fault. My fault. Listen, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to pull up my computer so I, I don't want to leave him out. But, yeah. um, you know, I think he just did so, so many iconic roles. Um and you know when I first saw the news, you know and I I couldn't you know I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what happened. And you go man, do you reading. think do you think it was worse? 
I think so. It was, I, was it worse than Kobe or not as bad as Kobe? Because that's for me. Kobe, for me, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe hit me harder. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe hit Kobe. me harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kobe definitely hit me harder, which was crazy. You know, I never met the guy. The guy just played basketball, but I think his like how he had changed his life in the past three to five years in terms of what he had put first, and you kind of saw it. Like you know, he was pushing his daughter and pushing his kids oh, and trying yeah, to be a yeah. better person and in business. Yeah. And it, I think Magic Johnson. That's that girl that, that everyone better. came out with that girl that missing. You know, ever since right, then, right. Yeah. And I think right. he said, kind of said it to both, you know, was Kobe was going to be a better businessman and, and, and person, you know, you know, philanthropist, you know, than he was a basketball player, which is crazy right. to think about, right? He's one of the yeah. best, you know, he's argued sometimes. Both Michael super Jordan young too, my guy. Yeah. In their forties, in their forties. So, so I'm the thing 40s. I wanted to talk about, no, go yeah, ahead. You're, 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 not, you're not 40. What are you talking about? No, I'm still 33. <laughs> I'm just, but this yeah. close to the seven years, that's like nothing, my guy. But so the thing that I wanted to touch on, I wanted to bring this question to you. I thought about it and, uh, you know, I can answer it after you do too, if you want. But so, you know, you know, he, Chadwick Boseman, right. We, no one knew this. He basically fought cancer silently for four years while he was yep. filming some of these incredible movies. Yeah. Um, and then you see all the videos, all the things that have came out, you know, since then um, that he was doing and, and no one knew he had cancer, right. He was going to children's hospitals. He was going yeah. to, he was speaking at different places. I mean, he was, he was it was crazy. I mean, no, keep on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, and you could tell, like, you could tell, like, you you could tell he was, you know, and you never know because people always, you know, sometimes always a ton of weight for a movie or they do all these different things. Right. But mm. you could tell his most recent videos on Instagram and stuff, you kind of see it. He was kind of looking a lot skinnier, looking like, you know, something might be going on. And, right. And, and, right. But right. the thing that really touched me, right. Was the guy was 40, 43, I think it was right. 43. Yeah. And, that what he was able to do, or what he did, right? While while he was fighting, stayed through camp. No, like he, that is a person like he knew he was gonna die, you know, within the next four. He, and who knows what they told him, but he knew he was on his deathbed, basically, however yeah. long it was gonna be. And he decided to instead of telling the public, which you know a lot of people in Hollywood would do, right? Let's be fair. Yeah, because um, you know they want that attention. Exactly, and so without that, it was and was taking time in between treatments, and who who knows what else, how he was feeling to get on you know, ESPN to go to the cancer hospitals, talk to kids to do, to make statements, right. Whether yeah. you like necessarily agree with everything he said or not, but to do all these things, you know, and the, I look at that, I'm saying, you know, and this kind of brings it back right to impactful conversations, right. That guy was someone who was like a real life superhero in terms of what he was doing and putting himself out there and not questioning. Like he was just like, yeah, like this sucks, but I'm not gonna tell anyone. I'm just gonna go out there and try to make the biggest impact I can right, over these next right. however long I have. So like, the two questions I have for you, right, is like, actually, the question I have for you, you know, all based off that, that uh, Chadwick Bulls was like, you know, like, what, like, how do you think you would be able to react necessarily to like being diagnosed mm-hmm. with something like that? And then also the next question would be like, what is like, what do you hope your lasting impact would be, right? Like, or what do yeah. you want? So, you know, and the, yeah, that, I think I, that those are great questions, Paul. Um, and I will say, you know, and bringing us back to COVID, which is kind of, and, you know, my grandfather passing and things, I have really just, my outlook on life has kind of been that, that type of way. Um, I will admit to, you know, like I said, those few that are listening, like, you know, in April, I wrote down, you know, my eulogy of what I wanted uh, in my life at the end um, wow. and what that was going to be like. And so I, I have now moved in a way of like, sort of like that. Um, it's now nah, that may, it's this is kind of 
it's personal, but you know, it's, I've kind of moved in that way to kind of understand that like this life, one life that we have. And I think this is why we've kind of, you know, been more in our conversations and I've kind of, I just love hearing other people's uh, stories and why we're doing impactful conversations because the impact that they can have um, is that. I just got a brilliant idea. Hold your thought that at the end of everything, this is the question we got to ask every person. Yes. This is right here. So yes. if you're coming on, be prepared yeah. to answer this question. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that you, I'm, I'm trying to live my life to, to what's going to be at the end. I want to live to be 115 and I, and I kind of, and I try to work in the, the micro and the macro world to understand that, you know, the, I do have a lot of years. I'm, I'm 33, but like every day is not every day. I'm grateful for every day. I am trying to be better at just progressing for and understanding that to try to make as big an impact as I can in whatever way that I can. Am I ever, am I thinking in my mind, am I, am I so self-centered to be like, Oh, I want to be like Jeff Bezos. or I want to be like, I don't think it's either. It's anything of like that. I, I think that's why we did this podcast. My my thing is to empower, inspire, motivate, learn, um, and coach, and and just be a good human being in this world. I think uh, for me, just as if we can all just be the impact that I'm trying to make, and it's just it's good is to put more, just be more positive about things. Um, be kinder to people, be more honest, you know, as I'm having this conversation now. Um, and I think just really just be more human with one another. Um, it's this, this COVID has really shown the darkness of things, but as we, as we end here and as it's also shown great and also lights in this world, you know, there's, there's been, uh, you know, marriages, there's been babies born, there's been birthdays, there's been celebrations, and so it, it I oh I just love this analogy is you know, we can't have light without darkness. You can't have darkness without light. And so it's that it's that impact to keep on um being a light in the world, um, continue to be optimistic. I think that's my impact that I wanna do. Um, is just to continue to be optimistic, to continue to inspire, continue to motivate. Uh, continue to learn and then as we just you know, started this off to continue to um, first understand um, and then to be understood um, so the next guest that we have on I'm an, I'm excited to to hear from you I'm excited to just listen um, and I'm excited to just continue to growing um, with our listeners and you know everyone else that, that's on here so um, thank you for having me uh, Paul appreciate it yeah no that's it's it's great man I mean that's I mean, and just to kind of go mine just a little bit, like, I mean, that's for me, you know, I, I've, I've always felt like, you know, I, I, I love relationships, right. In terms mm. of like, I have, I always feel like, and I think you're very, very similar in this way. You know, I've always been part of many different friend groups, you know, and kind of been in the middle of a lot of different friends and feel like I, you know, I love bringing people together. Right. Yeah. I love, yeah. you know, and, and I, I just loved the, the happiness that people get out of enjoying themselves, having a good time, seeing people they don't usually see, and, and then also just having conversations, right? Like yeah. the more conversations I have with people, the more, you know, I'm not going to say educated because not every conversation I have is an educated conversation, right? But the more, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know, I think that's fair, right? And I think if yeah. you do say that, you're lying. So don't lie. Um, but, you know, I think those those conversations that you have and the, and the people that, you know, we look forward to speaking to, you know, in the future are going to be just kind of, 
you know, you never know where they're going to take you and you never know where a conversation might lead you or, or what you might find out about someone you maybe you never knew. Right. And I think, you know, being open to understanding and, and before, and I think a lot of things, and I think it's just kind of the way society is now, right. Is that people, you know, either, you know, especially with posting and everything else. Right. So it's so people take things that maybe people post or, or do whatever. And it's easy to take something out of context when you, mm. when you read it and you don't know what it is, but I think also you have to be careful with what you're posting. It goes both ways, right. You know, be right. careful whether you're posting and also, you know, maybe, maybe if something really bothers you or you, or you see something from someone that, you know, you really cared about and, and whatever, Re, you know, reach out, take the time, reach out say, Hey, like, I saw you post this. What do you mean by this? Or, or, or where, where are you at? And, you know, that conversation might be a five minute conversation. You say, well, damn, like, I didn't know that was a thought process or what changed, or it might be, Oh, okay. Like I, I'm like, I, maybe I don't agree with you, but I see what you're saying now. Right. I understand. I see yeah. where you're coming from because, you know, as we started in the beginning, you know, we, me and you both grew up different walks of life. Right. Oh, but look, right. look at us now. Right. I look at you as a, a, a strong mentor towards me, like a good friend um, and someone that I can always come to about conversations that maybe I don't know about or, you know, and, as, uh, and it goes both ways. And I love that. Right. And I love that. I'm also always learning um, from you as well, Paul. And I think that's, and I think that's what we, I think that that's the main thing is why we are want more people on us. Cause we're always, we, as you said it, I think you said it so well in the beginning, we're, we're both just so open to hearing those and growing with those. And I think, I, I believe if more people want to listen and, and they want to grow and change, I think that that's always a good thing. And if you don't, that that's fine too. I just, for me, it's, it's, we, I mean, you, you just, the question was so good was just like, relationships impact what, what are we going to leave and, and how are we going to be on this world? And, you know, it, the the old saying goes, "Be the change that you want to see in the world," and all, all these things. But I think, in my time now, like or in, in our time, I really want to put those things to heart. It's and it's funny because young people, we always and uh, we always want to say, "How do we make an impact?" I want to make an impact on the world. I want to be like this person, and I and I think the for me, and I don't mean to you know talk up everything, but I think if you want to make an impact, look to the person to your left, look to the person mm-hmm. to your right. How can you care for that person? How can you say, you know, how are you doing today? What do you need? That's it. That I think that's it. That that's all. If every person in the world did that, I mean, I think the world would, would look a, a lot different. So that that's you know that's where I'm at. Is like, I work in the circle of influence, and I look to the person to my left, look to the person to my right. Whether that be you, my 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 wrestlers that I coach, my you know families that I incorporate with my wife that I'm with, my colleagues, whoever is there is like, they're to my left and to my right. In my capacity, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> right. I'm not, we're, we're all, I'm just a human being. I'm just, you know, just like everyone else on this, but you know, what, what is the one thing that I can do that day or for that time um, to really, you know, help that person in need? And if they say nothing, you know, it's fine. That's, I don't think that, you know, I, my goal is not to like try to call out anyone because like, I'm still growing. I'm not a saint. I am far from it. I am, have my sins just like everyone else. But I think the, you know, we, my parents always told me and I, you know, just learned is once you learn better, you got to do better. So, yeah, no, that's great. I, that's, I mean, that's touched on it. And I think, uh, so like you said, that's, that's all great, great points. I want to also thank the uh, two people that made it to the very end of this. 
um, for, for staying <laughs> together. Um, um, no, but seriously, I mean, I, I think me and Trevor, you know, in the groups of people that we know and stuff, we have some awesome, awesome people hopefully going to yeah, come on here sure. and, and talk. And we're kind of going to probably keep it this form just so you guys know it's uh, raw, kind of uncut. There's going to be, you know, a little intro to let you know what's going to happen in the beginning. But once the recording happens, you know, we're just going to go and kind of in a conversation, you know, we might have a whole thing and we just talk about sports or, or the behind the scenes of sports. We could have a podcast that talks about, you know, behind the scenes and what, what, what a vet and what that, that entails, how you get there, you know, Peace Corps volunteers, you know, there's people yeah. from all walks of life and we never know going in where these conversations are going to take us. But, you know, I think that, you know, as long as people value each other's time, like we all do, and then uh, hopefully at least one person, you know, per episode learns something if that's the case. Um, and listen, if no one does and no one listens, hey, me and Trevor are at least having conversations with various people. So. <laughs> <laughs> for sure so but well we, we we will at least listen i think that's, the, that's yeah. the thing yeah yeah so thanks everyone uh appreciate your time and uh we'll talk to you guys next week yes thank you peace out <laughs>